This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Prize Picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. How does it work? You pick two to six players, and if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. Didn't get your picks in before the game started? No problem. You can get in the game for the second half. Sign up today using promo code FOOTBALL and get your first deposit instantly matched up to $100. Go to prizepicks.com or download the mobile app and enter code FOOTBALL to get your deposit match. Some restrictions do apply. See the website for details. Okay, good afternoon everybody and welcome to Wembley Stadium for this media conference uh, to unveil the squad for the forthcoming UEFA Nations League games. Um, as soon as we get the nod from Sky, we'll start with Rob Dorsett from Sky Sports News and then we'll open it to questions. 30 seconds, no problem. Gareth, nice to see you. Um, can I ask you first, please, about Jared Bowen? Big, big day for him, special day for him. Um, you have a lot of attacking options, though, so <laughs> what does he add? What's he got that's a bit different from everybody else, do you think? Well, uh, consistently strong performances. Um, I, I think we, we were certainly thinking about involving him in March before he got injured. Um, I think he's a goal threat. I think he's direct. Um, I think he's... His journey is really interesting in terms of the experiences he's had. It's a reminder that you don't just have to be at an elite academy and come through that pathway, you know, to play in the lower divisions and have that um, experience is a is a, also a great route to go. Um, works incredibly hard for the team, which we want all of our forward players to be able to do. So, yeah, he, he's thoroughly deserved his, his call-up. At, at centre-back, um, you've selected Fakayo Tamori, which I don't think will surprise many people the form he's been in, but drop Tyro Mings. Can you mm. maybe talk to uh, us about those two together? Because obviously it's the same position, one in, one out. Yeah, I mean, we, we're, um, we've picked extra numbers there. We've got quite a few doubts at the back. Um, it's a bit of a um, minefield in terms of players that have missed football coming back from injury, some have only had 190 minutes with a couple unavailable in terms of Luke Shaw and Ben Chilwell that um, haven't played anything at all, really. 
So um, that is a bit complicated. Mark Gurhi is a, uh, a doubt, I'd have to say. Um, Fikayo has had a very good season with Milan. Um, and I talked in uh, March about wanting to look at some of the younger centre-backs coming through. And I just think those guys have had very good seasons and at this moment in time, slightly ahead of Tyrone, who has always played well for us and his, his record with us has been excellent. So um, they're always difficult calls because um, you've got a sense of loyalty to players who've done well. Um, but also we have to make opportunities for good young players so that we can see them and, and see what they might be capable of. I want to ask you as well about Dominic Calvert-Lewin, who... Um You'll have seen his comments on, on Instagram last night saying that talking had kept him alive. Really strong words from him during a difficult season for him where he's had an awful lot of injury problems. Uh, have you spoken to him? And, and, and how much is, is, is kind of his situation a reminder that mental health doesn't discriminate? Yeah, I, I haven't actually seen... Um, I've, I saw a headline this morning. I haven't had time to read in, in any depth. Um, I think there's a reality around... Um, the game and public life generally that is challenging and is probably more challenging than it's ever been and I um, think we'd be naive not to be aware of that and not to think that isn't happening whether players are prepared to speak about it openly or not I think that's that's the world they live in as a performer there's lots of doubts in your mind about things anyway and nobody knows what 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 is going on in somebody's uh, personal life or their their thought process. So I think we all um, are happy when spe people speak about it because I think it's reassuring for others that might be feeling that way. And it's a message that even very successful people do have those doubts, do have those problems. And um, hopefully, you know, Dominic is in a good, a good place now. And... Um, but, it, but good that he's flagged it and uh, to talk is very important. Thanks, Hal. Hi, Gareth. Uh, there's four games in 10 days during this break, so it's good preparation for tournament football of the World Cup at the end of the year. So how important is this break and the games falling like that? Yeah, I mean, I think um, there's always with England, you, want, you need to play well, you need to win. Um, we've always had a desire to try to develop players as well and give players opportunities so um, you know this time that that is another factor within this we're only six matches away from a world cup so we want to be successful in the nations league we found it a really good tournament to play in high level of games um, as we've really learned a lot from it and um, but also there's a chance to see some players that we want to see a bit more of um, so the decision around Hendo, for example, where he's had 60-plus games this season, he's going into a Champions League final as well. Um, he's 32 years old. I don't need to know any more about him. He, you know, Everybody else is getting a week off now. Him and Trent are still going. So Trent will probably be with us for the first part of the camp and then uh, we, we think that will be enough for him. Um, and, um, yeah, we, you're always trying to produce all those threads really with an England performance and an England squad uh, a player who isn't in the squad uh, James Madison mm -hmm. had a really strong season for Leicester mm. was he close to making this squad yeah I mean he's he's finished the season very well um, and he's obviously scoring goals and we we just feel that we've 
we're very happy with the players that have been with us in that area of the pitch. Um, and he's competing with Mount and Foden, those, those types in the in the role where he, he's at his best. So, um, yeah, there it's like a couple of positions where there's a lot of strength in depth and there's, there's all, there'll always be a debate about a player you don't pick, but to do that, you've got to leave somebody out and they'll probably be equally or even more deserving. And over this last week, we've seen a few instances of pitch invasions and bringing player and manager safety into question. And these fixtures as well are affected because of fan mm. behaviour in June. Is that something you think about and think is of concern at the moment? Well, it is of concern. Um, there's clearly a responsibility within football because when it's in our environment, we've got to do all we can to try and make sure it doesn't happen. So I think we all recognise that. But it's a wider problem. You know, it's behaviour and it's a reflection on where we are as a country at the moment. So it's a difficult time for people. I think we're going to have more difficult times because of the economy and the, the realities of the situation we're in. But we have to look at what we're, um, what we're doing in terms of parenting, in terms of everything, really. Well, what are the expectations? How do we want to be viewed as a country? Because that's manifesting itself in football at the moment, and that's not a good look. And we don't want to go back to fences up and um, the type of environment that created. The game has been more inclusive over the last 20 years and a better place for families and... Uh, women to attend and a completely more diverse audience so really positive we don't want to step back but football reflects society so it will be easy for some people just to put it onto football but that's not the reality of it um, I, I repeat football's got a responsibility and we have to do our bit and we have to get that right um, but what happened here before our final wasn't that that wasn't just football supporters that was people just um unable to behave unable to control themselves when consuming alcohol um so there are many many broader parts to it Mary Brown Gareth uh, we've just talked about James Madison we talk about James Justin what a wonderful season he's had and mm. what determination put him in the squad for you yeah, he's a player that we've followed for a long time and he obviously had a very serious injury um, and has now, we feel, played the number of matches and been able to play more regularly. Um, he uh, He's comfortable playing left or right back and um, you know very comfortable with the ball, um, super athlete, very good uh, person. You know, all my feedback on him from the under-21s and... People have worked with him. So we're really looking forward to working with him more closely. It's really strange not seeing Jordan Henderson in an England squad. You rotated Carl Walker out as well previously. What conversations have you had one with Jordan ahead of this squad announcement? What conversations do you give to reassure really big club mm. England legends when there's so much young talent coming through? Yeah, well, well, I think I was very conscious with the Champions League boys. I mean, they've had... Uh, a remarkable season really you know they couldn't have been involved in any more matches and we've learned over the last sort of three or four years where we've had players in that match the emotional fallout win or lose from that game is enormous so you're not too sure what 
what's going to come through the door and very difficult to get yourselves up after that. So I sort of spoke with the two lads about where they felt in terms of that, what they felt was best for them, um, what we would like to see. And they're in different positions because Jordan's age, the number of caps he's got is totally different to Trent, of course. And, um, you know, I, we, we've got good players in all of those areas of the pitch. So it, um, we, we've got cover. Um, but I think we felt that Hendo, you know, we, we didn't need to see this summer. And um, with Trent, slightly different. We, we'd like him to be with us for the start of the camp. He was... We gave him the option of reporting a bit later, so he got a break, a longer break after the final. But he felt he felt more comfortable to keep going and then finish a bit earlier. And you know, given the schedule that they've got and the the game they're involved in next weekend, um, I was happy to to sort of work around what he felt was best for his training rhythm. It's been an incredibly <coughs> intense season with the title and relegation only decided in the last of days, which means every match seems to have had enormous mm. significance, mm. which means the players will be more tired than ever. And there's always that club versus country battle. But you've talked about Declan Rice and how the Nations League finals in 2019 were really the start for him to build his England career and develop. He came third in the Football Writers Awards mm. just behind um, Salah and of course, Kevin De Bruyne. So how important is it to stipulate to the clubs that this is a really important opportunity for those stars to grow into being an England international and a world-class player? Uh, I don't think it's important how the clubs view it. It's more important how the players view it. Um, you know, you're never going to have the same objective between club and country. It's, it's not realistic, other than there's more value in the players if they're internationals on the transfer market, so it helps. Um, but then they'll be knocking on the door for a new contract. So there's a flip side to that. Um, we can only say that any player that wants to play for his country, it's one of the proudest things in their life. And um, the quality of these games um, is incredibly high. So we're really looking forward to that. Um, the players are looking forward to that. They know they're only a few steps away from a major finals as well. So that's at the forefront of all of their minds. And um, there's actually plenty of time for a good break at the end of this and uh, a fair pre-season as well. So I think I think it's about seven weeks from the end of our game to the start of the league season. So you could have four weeks break and three weeks training or three weeks break and four weeks training, however you want to configure that. That will depend a little bit on what clubs have got planned in terms of tours and those sorts of things. But um, So I think there is a chance for uh, it, the players have all got a week now and they've got time at the end of this tournament as well. So Jack Pickbrook. Hi, Gareth. Um, Eric Dyer's had a very good season for Tottenham Hotspur. Where does he stand in your thinking at the moment? Yeah, again, I mean, Eric, um, I think I agree, has, has played very well with Spurs. We know Eric. We don't know some of these younger ones as well. So we felt these are good matches to find out more about those. Eric's obviously playing... In the middle of the three, it's a very specific position he's playing and um, the team have been excellent at the end of the season. Um, so we may well play with a three, we may well play with a four. Um, we've got cover to do either of those things um, over the next few weeks. But he's definitely in, in our thinking. And um, But at this moment, we can't give everybody time on the pitch that we'd like to. And we felt that investment in time in 
Fikayo, Mark, Ben White in particular, those younger ones ahead of Eric for this camp would be more valuable to us. And in, in a broader sense, is this your last chance to look at new players who you haven't seen much of before, before Qatar? Well, no, because we have September and I think there's always the possibility that somebody emerges, you know, that's that has always happened when I've been uh, selecting squads. So there will still be six weeks at the beginning of next season before the September uh, camp and, you know, more than six matches because there's midweek matches as well. So there's still time. Obviously, there's less time to get those experiences, um, but I wouldn't rule that out. Okay, if we can get the mic to James Ollie next. Thanks, guys. Hi, Gareth. Um, Mikel Arteta told us last week he'd speak to you about um, protecting Bukayo Saka in these games. What, what was the product of those conversations? Yeah, we, we've spoken. I mean, I speak with a lot of the managers about different situations. So I think Mikel knows we've always looked after his players well. We never risk anybody if there's an injury. Um, we've given all of the players a week off this week, which not every country does. You know, we, we, we've found that has worked well for us. We, we think that with a, a clear week, then a week to lead into the game and making sure we periodise the training correctly, but also manage the load of the minutes. That's why we've named a slightly bigger squad as well. So, um, yeah, we, we've had a good good discussion around that and, and all of the other players um, from Arsenal. Uh, ben White obviously didn't start the last game, so he's another one that, that has been uh, carrying something. But... Yeah, really, everybody's had long seasons and um, lots of the players have got little niggles, but they all want to be here and um, they, they know the importance of, of the games for them. And just one on the sort of conversation about fan behaviour in general. Obviously, the Hungary game is behind closed doors, but the, the Germany one isn't. Um, we all know the rivalry between the two countries. What would be your message to the, the fans who are going to Munich? Well, I doubt they'd listen to it really, um, because we, you know, we're always sitting, giving those messages, but frankly, if people are going to cause trouble, they're not, it's not going to make a jot of difference what I say about it. Um, I just think we're, we're representing the country, so is everybody that travels, and um, we should be good ambassadors for our country and leave a good impression that, you know, thousands of football fans every year do that, and, uh, and are welcomed back and are greeted warmly um, by people all around Europe when they travel. And so um, we, I think everybody that leaves this country and goes on holiday or goes to watch football matches has that same opportunity and responsibility. Does it concern you about what might happen out there? No more than it concerns me what will happen in every high street tonight, Friday night, Saturday night. Um, yeah, uh, uh, as I said earlier, I think I, I don't know if there's a, an even greater issue post-pandemic, but that certainly seems to be the case in in the football stadiums I've been in in, in the last few months. Um, I think there are an enormous number of reasons, societal reasons for that, and um, I don't think you can just extricate one thing from all of those different reasons. There's, there's many, many um, aspects to that, but I think... As a country, we, we've got to be aware of it. Okay, we've got time for two more. Start with Nizar Kinsella from goal. 
Cheers. Hi, Gareth. Um, where do you value sort of um, Fikao Tamori's achievements winning the Scudetto and, and Tammy Abraham as well, top scoring Englishman um, in Italian football history and, and can win the Conference League? Where would you sort of put those overseas achievements um, and where would you rank them and what do they bring to England? Well, firstly, you know, huge credit to both the boys for going and adapting to living abroad, playing in a different style of football. Um, the, the endeavour to learn a, a, another language and, and fit in culturally with the group. So that deserves huge credit. Um, it's, it's hard to, um, you know, we're watching a lot of Serie A, we're watching a lot of the Bundesliga. Um, we were watching a lot of La Liga when Trips was there. Um, the leagues are different levels to the Premier League, I think. Um, you know, Milan's defence, if you if you looked at their defence in the last few months of the season, very young uh, and very few international caps right across the back four. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think Inter are, are very strong. I, I think in those leagues, the top two or three teams are very strong. But compared to the depth of the Premier League, there isn't the financial clout. And so the depth isn't the same and the intensity of the games is very different. Um, uh, a lot more structure, a lot less transitional. Um, so there is a jump, I think, and um, I think that's been shown in a lot of the Champions League fixtures and the European fixtures. Yeah, our league is incredibly powerful in terms of its spending power and uh, you know some of the smallest teams in our league with the least financial resource can compete with some historic European giants. So it's a great product we've got. Um, so, we, you, you know, we're trying to map all of that when we're assessing the players and the, and the levels of the performances because we watch them week in, week out really clearly. We're, we're pretty clear on what that is. So we're realistic in our expectations. But of course, Fick in particular comes with the confidence if he's just won a league title, he's playing at AC Milan in front of 70,000, 80,000 people every week. Um, that's similar sort of pressure to, to what he's going to have in an England shirt. So it's, uh, it's a really good bridge. I just wanted to follow up. Do you anticipate like a Jaden Sancho effect for Serie A where you know, more English players go to Italy now? Um, well, Dortmund is unique in that they look for young players and they look you know, the model is to develop and uh, seems to be to develop and then eventually move them on. Um, it, yeah, again, I, I'm not sure whether that's going to be the same in Italy, but um, the fact that our players are prepared to travel, they're going to get different experiences. It's going to make them more rounded human beings and therefore better players. And I think um, it's a bit like coaches. Sometimes you've got to travel to get the level of opportunities you want. If, if you want to play European football, you can only do that through five or six clubs in England at, at any given time. So the chance to go abroad and play abroad and do it that way is, is another opportunity. OK, and we'll finish with one back with Rob Dawson. <coughs> uh, Gareth, Jake Daniels, the young Blackpool striker, has, um, has taken a very courageous step and, and um, I think it feels like a bit of a, a milestone moment, a watershed moment potentially in football. I mean, just mm -hmm. in fashion, who came out, obviously, I think when you were playing. Um, but do you think Daniel's coming out now shows that maybe football's a more tolerant place 
Uh, and could it potentially be a safer place for more players to come out now, do you think? Well, well that has to be the hope. Um, I think, firstly, you know, I think Jake has incredible support from within the game. And um, I think everybody's admiring his bravery, somebody so young, to take that step. It's sad that we're actually talking that way because, frankly, across any other uh, walk of life, you know, the sexuality of somebody wouldn't even be questioned and wouldn't be a discussion. So that's the bridge that we all know has needed to be crossed. And he's opened that possibility for everybody else now. So um, it, it's brilliant that he's done that. And I hope others feel the confidence and the support um, that they feel they can do it. Um, it's to be proved yet whether there is more tolerance um, from the terraces, from everywhere, really, within the game. And, um, you know, I, I think the support is there. I know for certain that within, it, within the dressing room and within the game, the people I talk to, that's how it is. Um, so, yeah, let's hope it's the start and that, in actual fact, a couple of years time we're not even it's not a discussion it's uh, there's less um surrounding one individual you know uh, uh, hopefully there are many others now that feel free to to follow because for sure th there will be other gay players who um who at the moment don't feel confident enough to take the steps that jake has taken everybody will conclude it there thank you very much Let me guess. Unknown caller? You could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection. The latest innovation from Discover will help regularly remove your personal info, like your name and address, from 10 popular people search websites that could sell your data. And we'll do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash online privacy protection. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. 
you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.